Uh, troops, here we are, Easter Monday. I hope you've smashed all the eggs, but it's time to pay the piper. And I've been joined today by a guy who, if you need to pay the piper, he certainly will do. He puts a lot of people through the paces, both mentally and physically. Um, it's Sean from Fortness, Forces Fitness. Sean, how are you doing, sir? Yes, yeah, not too bad, Sean. Happy Easter to you and your, uh, your family, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks very much. Um, I've tried to work out how many calories I've consumed with Easter eggs. And let's just say uh, it's going to be uh, a couple of long runs needed. Um, how, how's uh, things your end, COVID-19, etc.? Yeah, I think like forces fit from our side is a bit of a difficult, really. It was a bit of an awkward. We went through the sort of short shock factor to start with because being very, very much service-led, outdoor yeah. fitness, health and well-being, uh, military-style boot camp weekends. <laughs> we do a lot of employability boot camps. So, but it's yeah. very much service-led, very much face-to-face. Um, yeah. So, and unfortunately, when obviously the the banning order was that we couldn't congregate as groups, we sort of have gone on hold at the moment. So, yeah. like a lot of people, as as forces fitness, that sort of side of, of the business is pretty much suspended at the moment. I'm keeping in touch with some of my guys on on a sort of personal level, some of the clients yeah. we've got, and and luckily we've got a really good um, a good client base. So, when I knew this was coming, because I knew it was coming, I approached yeah. a few people. I had things booked in. I said, "Look, can you do me a favour? Can you?" pay the invoice up front and then we'll just port the port the, the bookings back to September, October. And to be fair, most of them, because I've been working with them for a number of years, they, they square that away, which is which is great really. And that's about having good positive relationships with people, I think, in business on a personal level. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like the way you handle COVID-19 as an individual and as a business will definitely benefit you on the other side of this. I feel like there's a lot of people in business and personally making bad choices right now. And when it's all over, six months' time, a year's time down the line, I think a few people might have cooked the goose with people. Um, I, I'm sort of giving a few people bits and pieces of advice about, you know, it's about being a wartime general and we're at war at the moment and you've got to make sometimes a hard call and the right, the right call for your business and not jeopardising the people who you, you want to work with in, in, in the future. Um, where did the idea of Forces Fitness come about? So I, I served um, back in 1999, 2005 as a, yeah. a PTI with one Welsh Guards. So left the military, went into the leisure industry, um, come out of the leisure industry and worked for BMF actually for a little bit. So I moved right. all of BMF for a tiny bit. So I worked with them in Cardiff. Um, I moved across to Swansea. There was nothing set up in Swansea. So um, basically I thought I'd set up some outdoor boot camp first. It was a bit similar to BMF, but as things change and they evolve and you know, there's not much money in those sort of outdoor boot camps, there's a bit if you're doing it yourself. Yeah. You have to change things. So we've got much more the sort of residential weekends, the sort of, mm. you know, the, the employability boot camps, which are sort of funded projects, trying to get people back into work. We do sort of bespoke health and wellbeing workshops and work with hundreds and hundreds of schools colleges and universities all across Wales and England. So thousands wow. and thousands of pupils. But the idea came about is because I love my fist. Yeah? Yeah. I love the military style ethos of training. And I thought, you know what, we can we can Im- implement this into City Street, but do it slightly different to others. But it's like everything you learn in business. And, yeah. and if you're a good business person, you will sort of evolve and tweak things to know where you're going to get the sort of best value for money, if that makes sense. And what's yeah. going to generate you the most revenue potentially for the sort of least time really that was making yeah. sense as well because obviously as much as I love it and I do it doesn't it doesn't really feel like I'm working it's one of those jobs that it doesn't feel like I'm working and I've been in a few since I left the military um but yeah I really love what I do um and I wouldn't change it for the world when you talk about um the the back to work stuff have you approached um I don't know if the job center is the right the right word now but have you approached these sort of organizations and said look we'll take 
um, people who have been out of work for a long time who maybe is out of routine, lost motivation, and, and we can help them, you know, get a bit of self-pride back. Is that is that what, how you class it? Perfect. Is that exact, exactly what you said. Yeah. We work with the housing associations, with the people that are on benefits to get them back into work. And yeah. we work with the employment um, sort of training providers as their partner organisation to get them into work. We'll take them away for four or five days up in the middle of nowhere in sort of bunkhouse style accommodation. You know, there's no internet. It's in the rolling hills. And yeah, we yeah. will um, take them through health, well-being, goal setting. We'll take them through accredited credit qualifications on stuff like CV writing, interview techniques. And by the end of the four or five days, you know, they'll have their goal set. They'll have their ongoing support, which will have their one, their sort of mentors, which will go along with them afterwards to help them into work or obviously into further training if they want to get into a different style. Because ultimately what I want to try and say on the courses is, yes, it's great to get a job. You do need a job. So if you want to try and get a job first, but what do you want to do in life? Mm. Because if you get into a job that you're enjoying and you're loving, it isn't really like working. And I can safely say that, honestly. And I've had a few tough jobs, which mm. I enjoyed for a bit, chasing money and a lot of money, you know, when I first left the military. But then, you know, I've come back to now maybe not earning as much money, but absolutely loving what I do. And that, to me, is the sort of value of being rich. It's, it's not how much money you've got, it's how much time you can spend with your family um, mm. and how much time you can spend at home watching your kids grow up, but also putting that enough money on the plate to pay the bills, if that makes sense. I think you've, you, again, you, you've hit the nail on the head right there. Um, a lot of people put success down to stuff and shiny items and, and oh, I earn this much money and I have this sort of car. But realistically, mm. I'd rather be time rich than, than, mm. than money rich. And, and I think that's a great point. That, what you're doing with, the, with this workshop, residential weekend with people who are, who are from the unemployed, that must offer a lot of challenges. Yeah, it is tough, as you can imagine. You're going to have people that maybe have got sort of um, just been out of work a long time because they haven't been in work, drug, alcohol problems, mental health yeah. problems, some will come up a criminal justice system. But I think it's just nice sometimes. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you speak to the audience you're with and you, you can relate to people in different ways. And I wasn't yeah. always been an angel when I was younger. I was in the infantry <laughs> in the guard. So, you know, uh, you know, we've all got stories to pull back on. And sometimes yeah. you can just be a little bit more open and honest to what you know, your younger life was with people like that and now it's mm. best to try and turn the corner and set those goals and, and, and try and be as positively focused as, as you can. But also sometimes, some people, I've had guys on there who just, just said to me at the end of the course, look, thanks for giving me the time of the day. Most people look at me and they think I'm scum. You know, yeah. and that's what someone said on the feedback form. And wow. I'm like, look, look, you know, you give me, you know, anytime you want to drop me a message. I give, it's always an open door. I said, look, wow. anytime you want to drop me a message after this, drop me a message. They've got their support workers who they work with anyway. And, you know, he's into work now, which is great for me. And it's great to yeah. see the success story of them, either, you know, getting into training or getting back into work. But just giving people the time of the day, because it's what he said there was, you know, it really struck a chord with me. And mm. it was like, what? You know, and we are quick to judge as people. Yeah, everybody is really at some point. This is trying not to judge people, and that's quite hard in this day and age with social media and people and everything flying around. But yeah, I think I think that's a great. Uh, I've not heard of anyone else doing that, and I've certainly not seen anything like that up where I live. I think you've you, you you've absolutely um, hit the nail on the head there with, with with that, and you must have a lot of great sort of success stories. I'm just wondering, um, do you approach it like? Day one, week one, ATR, ATR per bright or ITC Catrick. I mean, how, how does how does the approach? Oh, it's very, it's very chill. It's like we do military weekends, like proper military weekends where people book on to, and they get a, you know ten times around my beautiful body, press a position down, and right. water bottles if they're not full. We do them. It's not like that, as you can imagine. The people we're dealing with probably wouldn't react too well. It's very much 
no, and, and, and the brief will be, because I usually go and speak to them first, so it's going to be relaxed. It's all yeah. around team building. But again, implementing, putting that plan in place, just like we did as soon as that COVID-19 thing happened. What happened for me was the plan was in place with the kids, with the yeah. training, with what they're going to do in their fizz, their learning, their fun, having some fun, having some game time, but still having yeah. their weekends off. You know, So similar to that, they have a, a structured plan built around health, well-being, making healthy choices, some team building activities. We use military-style command tasks which are great to get people working together, talking and the communication skills, because they're hugely key as well. If these guys have been stuck in a house, some of them, just on their Xbox for months and months, mm. not really integrating apart from online, you know, this might be their first time that they've been out socialising with people for months. So it's, it's really, um, it's interesting. But for me, the most rewarding thing that I think I've done since I've left the military with regards to forces fitness, uh, it's, it's, it ticks a lot of boxes and it's really great to see them go to work afterwards. Um, yeah, there's some good, there's really good points there. And, and there's one thing I've noticed about society, and I, and I don't know where this, this has come from, but I feel like the way people handle conflict has changed. And I've seen loads of people putting themselves into really silly positions. And I think it's in this culture that we live in now where they want to go viral and they want to be sort of like a viral success. So there's, I've seen a video this weekend of like a, a woman approaching a gang of teenage lads who and were not obeying the, the, the rules in place at the moment and sort of going live and I thought where's this like where is this come from like you potentially put yourself in a situation there like I think conflict management is something that we used to get taught in the military rightly or wrongly and I've had some great teachers in the past what, what's your sort of take on it because you see all these crazy videos all the time don't you where people just oh I'll get my phone out and I'll record it and I'll put myself in the position um, do you sort of teach skills like that? Well, I think what we, in, indirectly really, we talk a lot about online presence. We do talk mm. about that because that's massively key. Bear in mind, we're trying, to, we're trying to push down the route of getting people into work and employability. Yeah. And we're also conscious that your online presence nowadays is massive. It's not like when me and you were younger. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember your basic training, you know, I remember letters coming through the post and yeah. it was only just mobile phones and stuff, you know. But yeah. now the on- online presence, you need to have a, a pretty clear and clean online presence if you can, especially if you're, you know, mm. you're trying to go into work because they could, employees could, they shouldn't, but they could look online and search you up and probably they do, let's face the facts, they're not supposed to, but they could, yeah. do, they could just pop you in there if something comes up all of a sudden. So I would, I, you know, I definitely advise not to do things like that. But again, it's the culture and the system and the, what we're living in at the moment is that everybody, everybody wants to be famous for something. I seen another one the other day, some woman sat on a bench, chops off to some copper saying that she mm. was mentally, she was mentally uh, exercising. Because the rules said I get out to exercise. So I'm sitting here mentally exercising. This is my exercise thing mentally. It didn't stimulate. The rules didn't stimulate. It had to be physical exercising. You know, I just thought, why? What what is, why would you want to do that? You know, I just, but unfortunately, it's the sort of world we live in. And social media, as much as it's great for some things, for marketing and pushing things out, it's also great for a lot of idiots sometimes. Yeah. To be honest, to get silly messages out there and do silly stuff. I think think you're right there. And, um, I agree with you on the, on the side of it, of employees. Um, maybe he's doing a bit of due diligence. I mean, I, I've done it. If if someone sort of um, sends something into me saying, oh, I, I'd like to work on this event with you. I've, I always sort of check the personal, um, if it's an open page, I think, well, if it's an open page, it's mm-hmm. an open page. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm always very keen to see, you know, what type of stuff's going on because if they're going to be coming in contact with your clientele or your customers, and, and you haven't vetted them, potentially it could, that can double back on you, can't it? Do you know what I mean? So 
it, it's it's a hard one, but you're right. It's it's about having a um, almost like a, a a clean a clean social media presence. But no, it's a, it's an interesting. It's, it's that one you brought up with that. I'm, I have seen that video, and you're right. People want to be famous, but they ain't got no talent, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, I know. <laughs> if your talent is that you want to chop off in front of coppers, then that isn't a talent. That's just you know, that's just you being a bit of a knobber, um, and that'll that <laughs> that'll never get you uh, that'll never get you anywhere. Um, so, do people sort of use you as a reference, or they've been on this weekend with you and they, they go for a job interview, and then uh, and then they say, oh, can can you?" I use you as a reference. Is that how it works? Yeah, well, I mean, some of them have put me down as a reference before if they've been on the course, and you know, some of them have put us down to say that they've been on it. I mean, it's a fully, a fully accredited course as well, so it's a, yeah. it's a, it's, you know, it's, a, it's an accredited, they get accredited certification out of it. Um, yeah. So you know, they can use those certificates. You know, which are not just sort of Mickey Mouse piece of paper. They're fully yeah. certified, so fully CBD certified, which is great, really, for them because again, that might be their only course that they've done for a, yeah. for a long time. But again, from my side, it's just, it's just great to see them starting the course on day one. It's simply them training me I suppose you start off yeah. you know, a young lad not really know what the hell you're doing and you come out the other side of it and they got their goals they're all fired up and they're pumped up but I was also very cautious not to just sort of let them go then because anybody yeah, yeah. can do a happy clapping course I could do that with anyone like let's go yeah you know get them all geared up and then they leave it and they're like right what's happening now but the key mm. with me was having that ongoing support afterwards that's the probably most important part because like, you know we get them they're so happy they met these new people they've got their drive they've got their goals they know what they're going to do over their sort of short-term goals and long-term goals they know that um but after that it's that little bit of support because they're still going to need support they're still going to mm. need people pointing in the right direction saying oh look this has come up here this job position's here or you know or, 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 or why didn't you go for this but they, they're going to need that ongoing which is in place that's uh how hard was it a process to get the course accredited was that a difficult uh, thing to do? You know, you know what? It wasn't that bad because if you again you work with you work with I work with people in partnership with people. I don't do it all myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. like you know I don't know yeah. everything myself. You know, when I first started these courses, to be honest, with you was I the probably the, the massively the best at CV writing interview techniques? Probably not, even though I've been a high level manager in places. Yeah, yeah. So I brought in a fully accredited trainer to run that sort of the side, which accredited for me. Pay them the money they looked after that. I looked after the fun bit, which I love, which is the, the health, the fitness, you know, boxing drills, the team building, the team activities, you know, the walking like yourself, you know, yeah, the hills, awesome. going for a nice walk. And you know, as well as I do out on the hills when they're up there, they open up massively because when you're yeah. out, you're away from all the pressures. They've been taken away from maybe the, the drugs or the drink or, you know, just taken away from their isolation at home. They're actually outdoors and mm. they're loving it. It's back to them being a kid again. They're out in the green, you know, opening yeah. up, talking about their issues, talking about what they want to do. I know, I know. Sort of GPs in Scotland have started to issue the outdoors uh, as a, as a prescription, as such. And I, and I know that is that has been a success. And I would like to see NHS England and 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 obviously Wales for yourself to to, to do the same because um, it does it does massively help. And I feel like it helps because we we came from that environment. Do you know what I mean? Long before we sat in houses and long before we. Um, at social media, we used to roam the countryside and the mountains and we were always at home there. So I sort of feel like there's a muscle memory somewhere deep down inside. And once we get back into that environment, we're like, yeah, yeah, I, rem- I remember this. This is this is cool. And y- you're lucky you, you have got the Brecon Beacons, which is a stunning part. Um, oh, well, I want to say all the time, but if you've ever been in bad weather, you might... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might have a difference of opinion depending on the, on how uh, how robust you are. Um, what what other sort of things do you do? A lot of corporate stuff for 
Yeah, we do a bit of corporate stuff. So we do a bit of corporate stuff for businesses, schools, colleges, and unis. We do loads and loads of work with them. So wow. we developed a health and well-being, um, uh, sort of health and well-being program, sort of workshop where we go into schools, talk about sort of tips around health and well-being. But again, build it around the military style ethos, command tasks, and fitness challenges. They go head to head against each other. Finish off with maybe some tug of war. So it's yeah. very much around team building, competitiveness, but also learning as well and cementing that learning through group questions they'll be like nominated captains so they have to yeah. hear and talk and you know and, they, and they're going against each other we all like a bit of com- com- uh, competitiveness we all do we're, we're competitive in whatever they, we all are some people might say they're not but they are because they'll be going for a job you want to get that job we're all we've got a st- slight bit of competitiveness in us whether it's siblings or against other people or yeah or like generally and, and i think that's a good thing though i think that's a good thing because we want to do better we want to do best as we can um so i try and implement that when i can in my in the health and well-being workshops they go down the street yeah, I bet they do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know where this third, fourth place trophy culture came from, but um, you're right. Competition brings out the very best and makes you push 5-10% more. Um, and, and, and it's something I would like to sort of to, to see us move back to, you know, that just taking part. It's great to take part, yes, but you should always be trying to better yourself in, mm-hmm. in, in some way. And I think we, we've gone away from that, haven't we, as a society? And obviously, me and you being from a military background, everything was a, a competition. <laughs> everything was, right, who, who's the best? Yeah. In, in, into, for me, it was into battery uh, mm-hmm. competitions. For you, uh, in the company, regimental against other artillery regiments, you against other infantiers. Mm-hmm. Um, even on your PT, PTI's course, that would have been a, um, a top student sort yeah. of, you know, leadership cadres, it was the same thing. Um, now it's, a, it's an interesting point of view and it sounds like you've had a, a good, a good diverse way of opening up these sort of military skills. Do you find they welcome you in these, these universities with your military background? Is, are they really welcoming to you? Yeah, I think, and again, it's striking at relationships for me, John. I mean, I, I, mm. I, you know, the company, to be fair, the company's been operating since 2008 now, so it's been operating a long, long time. Yeah. So 12 years the company's been rolling for, even though I was working maybe from 2008 to 2010 as well, if that makes yeah. sense. So I made the yeah. jump, maybe 2018, fully, fully self-employed. Um, but no, they do. And, I, and I've had that time to build up those relationships over the years. I've got some great contacts. Yeah. Uh, and they do like they do like the military style Training, they do like the military style ethos, and, I, and I, I've been brought into some of the more difficult schools. Sometimes yeah. I work quite closely with some of the sort of PIU units. I work right. with them, um, so the people who sort of be, the kids who've been excluded from school, that, that that's quite interesting. And I worked a lot with the ones on the one stage before they're due to get excluded, so that's mm. that's quite interesting. But again, you've got to you develop and deliver to the people that's in front of you, don't you? Does that make yeah. sense? You know, I yeah, deliver someone to a managing director very different. Um, to, to someone that was sort of, you know, in that stage. Yeah, um, definitely. You, you know, you can, and you, you've got to gain that rapport with people. As, as a good trainer, you have to gain that rapport with people. And that probably is one of the crucial things. We couldn't deliver the same to every group. And you sort of mm. get a gauge of that before you go. Like you said, do your research. Who am I delivering to? What's the main topics need to come across? Is there any yeah. issues within the group or what do you want to achieve? Um, and again, it's all about the plans, isn't it? It's all about those P's that we learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good P's. Um how hard was it? A lot of people do this. A lot of people start a, a small business and still work a, a conventional job. How hard was that process for the two-year period? And oh, when, was the, when was the moment you thought, it's now? 
Right, but it's a bit of an interesting one, really. So it's brutal for me. So, so I left the military, went uh, went into leisure management, thought I had a decent job, um, which was good. You know, went from that then to another leisure leisure manager job. Um, opened up like you, you've got to be a venue, the village hotels up by you. It's yeah. one of those. So it was a decent leisure facility. So I, I was running that after two years. Um, then I went across to Lidl's purely for money, purely money. Wow. So I went from 25, 30 grand a year, was earning 50 odd grand a year with Lidl, brand new Audi, fully expensed. So, wow. so, so I thought, awesome. right, that's great. But also running the company. So bear in mind, I'm running the company at the same time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, working say 50, 50 odd hours a week per little it was, it was, it was hard graft, you know, we've, we've yeah. been a little, it's a thousand miles an hour, old granny's getting buried underneath shopping because it's scanning <laughs> so fast and it was, I did enjoy it, I did enjoy it, but yeah. it's like everything, after a while it becomes a little bit more, you know, and, and something mm. always played on my mind, I mean, when I done my junior NCO card with household division, para-regiment, centralised courses, um, I come off with the distinction as top student, um, and the, the guards, para-commanding officer there pulled me in and said, look, would you want to do selection? I think at the moment of time I stood there, I said, oh, I'll have, a, I'll have a think about it, sir. You know, I sort of marched out. I think I sparked up a fag and I was like thinking, you're absolutely crazy. There's no way I'm going to go for the selection. You're mad. I was too interested in women and drinking and the usual squatty stuff. Yeah, when yeah. younger. Um, but it played on my mind. So I thought, look, do you know what? I wonder if I could do it. So at 36 years of age, um, I signed up to go um, for 2-1, basically. Right. For the people who know what that is, that's, that's 2-1 SAS is a reserve. So you can yeah. do that. Um, as a reserve soldier, or you can actually do it as a straight civvy. You have to go through some training again. But I was technically a straight civvy because I'd been out for, for so long. So, so it was long, literally yeah. 10 years before that that I left the military. So I went through the selection. It was a tough old course. It was a grizzly course. It was like 200 men start of the course. First part of the course up in Brecon, loads of snow as, as per. It was, it was a winter course. Um, got out in the last week. It was what's called test week. And my shins are starting to hurt a little bit. And I thought, all right, come on, just get through, taking loads of cocodamol, taking loads of proofing, just smashing it down my chops. Got through it, got the last day. Like, I remember phoning my wife and saying, look, look last day, if I get in the last day, I remember going, of course, I'll grizz through the last day. Not a drama. I've done all this, training and getting through. Mm. But my shins were in absolute agony. They were in clip. And I thought, right, come on now. So we'd done 35K, I think it's exercise ricochet in the morning. Um, six, seven hours downtime, you go back out for exercise endurance, which is 65K under 21 hours is the aim to do it in. So uh, I got I got 20k into it, and had 12 go code of all and 12 I broke in, and I was I was literally almost swear I could feel my eyes I was swaying a little bit. They do advise you not to take and go code of all as well, right? But yeah. I, just, look, get it. I need the painkillers. I, I couldn't do it. Uh, so I got 20k into it, and I just come into the checkpoint. I was just literally pulled off my boot. I was in absolute agony. I had stress fracture on my my tibia. I got pulled off on a medical withdrawal. But I was 40k from the end. 40k from the end of passing it. Um, and in my head, I thought, do you know what? I was sat under the wagon on the way back home with a few of the boys who passed it who come in. So they come in in the night, same billet, and there was a couple of boys come off. And I was just thinking, oh, hell, you know what? But I give it my all. And I thought I, mm. I wanted to lead my life with sort of no regrets. We do fail things. Failure massively yeah. happens in life. It does. Failure happens in life. And I thought, right, I just wanted to give it a go, lead my life with no regrets. And at that point, I thought, this is a big lifestyle change for me now. Mm. Going back into Lidl's. So, mind you, at the moment of time, I was running a company doing Lidl's and doing selection. Oh. So, I was a thousand miles. You know that. Yeah. Like, give yourself bunny mine. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I thought, look, something needs to change. And I think I walked into work and someone was sick and my boss walked in and I was just like, it's not for me anymore. Yeah. She's like, what? She said, I said, it's not for me. I said, look, I, you know, I, I, I quit. I'll give my notice in. She's like, you, you serious? I said, yeah, I, I just, just want to go do my own things. And from that point, I literally just concentrated on on forces fitness really pushed that but it gave me more time to set up things like the veterans awards as well which is great 
Yeah, well, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a lot to get through there, but um, I heard it on a, another podcast, uh, failure creates success. And if you'd, have, if you'd have been successful, you might not have gone full on on Forces Fitness. Mm-hmm. And then you might not have set the Veteran Awards. Agreed. And then you I've might not have... Do you know what I mean? And you might not have met Scott Johnson and you might not yeah. have been come involved with Veteran UK and we're not having this conversation. And it's like everything happens for a reason. And it, it, like, and, and I'm saying the same about COVID. Like it's hard to look at it now and think, God, there's going to be loads of opportunities come from this. But you should always be thinking like long term. What's yeah. the what's short term? All right. End of the week. Long term. A year's time down the line. Um, and that will move us on to, to the Veteran Awards. You do an unbelievable job with the Veteran Awards. And are you surprised, shocked? What emotions do you feel when you see it, at where it's at now from probably where you started it? I'm so, I'm, I'm so pleased how it's gone. But you know what? I, I'm not surprised. I mean, mm. initially, when I, when I set it up originally... Because um, there's so many great award ceremonies out there. There are. They're mainly yeah. British, ma- mainly central London, to be honest with you. And I thought, thought to myself, I was sat in one award ceremony. Uh, it was for Forces Fitness. And I sat there and I thought, you know, why haven't we got a, an awards? In, why isn't there a Welsh Veterans Awards? Why isn't there an English Veterans mm, Awards? Why yeah. isn't there a Scot? Why haven't we got our own, you know, sort of regional, you know, 100%. Veterans Awards? Why haven't we? You know, they could feed into the big awards. And my thought process was they work sort of hand in hand in sync. And people maybe can't afford to go all the way to central London and buy a ticket which costs a bit more money or you know, live it, you know, get a hotel in central London. But I'm just really pleased on the support that we've had. And you mentioned a couple of people there, you know, the people that really helped yeah. support it. You know, yeah. Scott Johnson, great guy, veteran on UK. Um, yeah. There's so many other veteran support groups up there, out there at the moment. And for Wales, I think it's been crying out for it. It's been massively yeah. supported straight away in Wales. And Home Nation, it was a bit easier for me because I had a few more contacts in you know, to launch here. But all of them, not just Wales. I mean, it was great to see how England went. Great to see how Scotland was on the verge of happening on April the 1st, but we had to push it back. Everybody yeah. was understandable with that, so we pushed that back to September. But it's just nice to celebrate the success from within our industry. And I think the reason there's been so much more buy-in as well is because it's done for the right reasons. We're a fully yeah. not-for-profit company. It's not commercial. Mm. All our board of directors are sit on there not putting salaries. They're, yeah. putting, they're doing it in their, their voluntary time to help and support us. And we've got some great board of directors and great sponsors. And, you know, we're, you know, we're very thankful for things like that because we probably wouldn't be able to do it if it weren't for people who want to get involved. Yeah. Thankfully, it's one of the things that is a real positive event and people want to get involved with it. Um, I don't want to sort of put you on the spot here, but what maybe I know them from the veteran on UK page, but don't know where they're from. Who's sort of doing really well from the, the Wales point of view of veteran owned companies or anyone who sort of stands out who's coming on strong. Is it, I mean, there's a few different veteran owned companies out there that are doing pretty good. Uh, you know, forces fitness, they're doing pretty yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no there's a, there's a, there are there's some really great really great um veteran veteran companies out there so you've got some great not-for-profits so you look at sort of the likes of barry john runs vcr gallery he does a lot yeah. of outreach with art and health and well-being in the community he's got about five or six art galleries down in west wales they're wow. doing some great stuff there's another veteran-owned business called Pinna- pinnacle office solutions they do a lot of like uh, faxing xerox scanners all the sort of office solution side of it oh, they're doing nice. some great stuff um We've got some great fizz companies out here at the moment. I mean, obviously, I'm quite into that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, you know, there's some great ones in Swansea. So there's uh, there's SoFit, there's an ICAM Fitness has just opened up. And you tend to find that there's a lot of military and 
in the sort of the fitness sector have come across that, which is great because we've yeah. got some great skills and learned some learned some brilliant stuff. But I mean, the idea for the awards for me, it wasn't just, it's not just to be an award ceremony either. A lot of people think, oh, it's the award ceremony. From my side, it's about the whole the whole package. Is about us completely supporting any veteran business, but similar yeah. to Scott or company or person that's doing good things. Mm. So Scott's very much veteran business, spouses, businesses, but I see us working alongside each other to help yeah. just promote the positives from all our community. So if Scott can't pick something up because it's not a business, but you've got a great story to tell, come and tell it the veteran, come and tell the veterans awards. We'll get, we'll tell you your story and promote you, your business, your brand, your company for free, really, basically, if that makes sense. So that's class. Um, when, do you run them every year? Yeah, so every year. So last year we yeah. had England and Wales. Yeah. Um, uh, this year we've got England, um, Wales, Scotland. There's a Northern Irish one, and then hopefully Canada. Then will be it'll be out in um, in in 2020. So, wow. 2021. That, sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you, you. And how do you sort of what sort of categories are involved? There's a number of categories and it's very much all encompassing. It's not just business. So we've got yeah. sort of veteran owned businesses. There's a Leave Us the Leaders Award, which is Samuel T. Reddy's a great guy, number one best selling author. Um, wow. but he so he's picked up one of the awards. He won, he won an award in England last year. So he's now sponsoring the award. But if you win the Leave Us the Leaders Award, then you go on his sort of global conference then with him. So you'll have you'll have a sort wow. of package, you'll come away and you'll have some sort of bit of CPD from it basically, which is I think that's I'm pretty much certain that's accredited as well from the University of Southampton or some units are. So again, it's sort of furthering sort of your leadership skills by building with partners. And again, I found out doing that through Forces Fitness, but also the veterans awards, doing things right, building partnerships, doing things well, good things happen. You know, and yeah. if you get generally if you're a decent person, John, I know this sounds crazy. It's an age old saying that if you're a yeah. good good person, people are gonna like you be a good boy, like your mum used to say. So, yeah, <laughs> you you're hundred percent right. Um and you your name pops up in conversations when you're not there. And it's how you've how you've conducted yourself. And because people have mentioned me before someone's name and I'll be like, Oh yeah, top top guy. Do you know what I mean? Top woman, yeah, yeah smashing it. Um Nothing but nothing but good words. And um, did you go to the Facebook Boost event last no, year? No, because that Facebook Boost event was on. I think it was either the English Veterans Award or ah, the Welsh Veterans Award. Same day. Right. It was exactly the same day. Because I know Scott was down then. Scott Scott couldn't come to my awards because he was obviously going to that as well. Because you know, to be fair, he supports me and, and promotes me, and you know, and, and yeah, that's just yeah. as I would with him. And I think that's what we've got to do. I think we've got I mean, to promote and support everybody. I mean, there's a great reason why. Um, just being a part of these things is, is so important because from a personal note, I made so many new contacts and friends by going to that Facebook boost event. And then people, yes, they might know the logo and they might know the brand and they might know, I've seen your stuff on social media, but when they meet the person, they can, mm. they can relate, can't they? And I think like that's, that's in itself is why you should put yourself out. You know what I mean? And that's why you go and see sort of a, an award ceremony regardless if you're going to win anything, just going along and, and being a part of it because you never know what's going to come. Do you know what I mean? Like you could make a great connection. Um, I think a lot of people think short term. Is there anyone who's sort of been your mentor? Is there anyone you sort of look up to or anyone who you think, wow, yeah, if it wasn't for them, I maybe it wouldn't be so far along. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of an awkward one, really. Somebody put me on the spot there, John. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> Sorry. I've, got, I've got people who I sort of... You know, I look up to from um, 
from sort of like, like for instance like Joe Calzaghe for me in boxing yeah. was someone who I would look at to as sort of an inspiration for me um political maybe if you look at Sir Winston Churchill and what he yeah. did I think was it was a big political leader I would sort of look at at that um and then you've got people you know I'm a Liverpool fan sort of Steven Gerrard is yeah, someone yeah. who would who would who I would look look up to um, I mean, I bounce ideas off people. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I do that and I've got to do that. And that's why I brought on a really tight board of directors. So like cool. Scott now sits on, on our board of directors, Scott Johnson. Yeah, I've yeah. got Bev Garside, who works in the charity sector. So I bounce ideas off them. Um, Paul, he sits on my board and then a good friend of mine, you'll probably develop, and Mike, Mike Punter. But again, the, those sort of people who I've surrounded myself with are the people who I trust, who I sort of would always ask questions. Another good guy, Pete Davis, ABF Soldier, Charity Wales, Regional Director. Yeah. He's wow. become a really good friend over the last three to four years as well. There's um, there's a there's a bit of a saying: if you're the smartest man in the room, you need to move to a new room. And it sounds like you've got a room full of absolute um, killers, as 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 I would um, I would say. No, it's good to surround yourself, isn't it, with with positive people doing um, a lot of good stuff. Because I find like some people they want to they want to be the kingpin, they want to sit at the very top and feel like I am the pinnacle, but. For me, I'm always thinking I need to move to a new room. Do you know what I mean? I need to get into a new room because that's where growth comes from. And there's a lot of people who, you know, I don't know where, where we got bogged down in sort of likes, follows, all of that stuff. But for me, that doesn't signal success. Do, do, do you agree with that? I completely agree. I think surround yourself with positive like-minded people is one of the one of the tips when I speak at schools and unis or if I speak at a corporate event. That that is massively key. Surround mm. yourself with people who are gonna support you, connect with those positive sort of like-minded people. Um that that's massively key. And again, if you can I mean it's all about the brand really from, from my side. If we can build a good, strong, decent brand that's doing well. Uh, rather than the person does that make sense i mean yeah, you've, got, yeah. you've got different profiles as a, as a person you want to be a nice guy because people you associate with your brand anyway that's going to happen yeah, that is. so you try and associate a network with people who are good and positive and, and like-minded because again that adds value to to your brand but you know you want to help and support their brand as well i see it's got it's a journey isn't it and i think life mm. is a journey it's about many people you can sort of take with you along that journey and try and help and support them is crucially key because i think that's that's key especially in times like this you know, we can always give something back. And that's another point, really, that we can always help people. I've been trying to help people just by giving them goals and focusing. We set up a new Strava group for my local community where we're nice. challenging each other on. And, you know, I'm doing that. I'm giving them some exercise programs on the, the, yeah. the, the group. I'm giving them health and well-being tips. On the group. Because that's my speciality is sort of that side of it. You know, we've all got different specialities and sort of areas of experience. But ultimately, yeah. even if you haven't, you can get involved helping and supporting, can't you? There's so many opportunities to do that, especially current climate. And, and I feel like as well, um, you, you should always look to people who are doing sort of maybe in your field or are doing slightly better or working at a slightly higher standard. And I'll use this as an example. So like this podcast at the beginning, I was like, oh yeah, I'm happy with it. And then I started listening to like the Hair Child podcast and I was like, the it's another level. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Hugh's doing such a great job. Um, the delivery, the guest studies had on, I mean, you had Nigel Farage on the other day. I mean, exactly. regardless of what you think of Nigel Farage to land a guest of that stature, there's a lot of work goes into that. Do you know what I mean? And, and that shows the effort that's being put in there. So it makes me go, right. I need to up the game again. I need to go again. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes you can just settle, can't you on the pond mm-hmm. and just think, well, I'm happy in my little lane. But if you want to really go, then you must, you know, if Joe Rogan is the pinnacle of podcasts, then, you know, you need to, you need to climb that ladder and, and, 
by only consuming your own stuff, you, you'll never do that. And I think it's great. I watch a lot of like your stuff and, and, and others from that LinkedIn group that we're a part of. And I always think, yeah, yeah, got to go again, got to go again, got to go again. And it's, and, and it, and it's great to be a part of that. Um, he's a, one of your boys, isn't he? Uh, H. Hour, Hughie's from down your way. Is he from Cardiff? I think I've heard him say. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Actually, yeah. you've got me that one. I'll, I'll research that one, John. Yeah, um, the, yeah, Hugh from the H. Hour podcast. Um, I'm sure I'm heard he's from maybe from Cardiff. I could be wrong. Um, too far, yeah, it's not too far away. That ain't you, the John. Yeah, 15 20 minutes down the road, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you listen to any of the podcasts? Um, any audio books? What do you do to sort of Take time for yourself. I'm probably, I'm probably, which is a bit weird. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for learning, all for CPT. So I, I tend to not read. I know that sounds mad. I, I know people are like what you don't read, and I, I, but what I do is I, I do spend a lot of time on my phone, sort of reading and researching other things. That might sound really weird. I don't read yeah, books. Yeah. Um, uh, but again, and there's a flip side of that spending too much time on my phone probably isn't isn't uh, mm. is, isn't the greatest of thing. But I'm not much of a book reader. The problem is I I find again is that I don't switch off that much. And my, mm. my problem, if I could learn to, one of my issues that I've got probably is that I'm always thinking about things and always thinking about new things or always thinking about new developments. So for me to sit down and read a book, I probably get about two paragraphs to it, and something will pop in my head, and I'd be like, right, oh, it's a great idea. I love it because I. I I should learn to switch off more. If one thing COVID has actually done, though, has made me switch off a little bit more. Even though I focus, I've got my routine. I don't have to worry too much about the business because I'm not out every other day. I'm not doing this or that. I don't have to because I know I've got my plan is and I know where I'm going to be. And I know in my head we're coming out the the arse end of this around about August, September. That's why I pushed everything back to, you know, yeah. a bit more booking time. So up until that point, I'm not out on the ground. So, mm. yeah. Fair play, um, fair play. Uh, Sean, we're flying through it, and I really appreciate your time with it being uh, Easter Monday. So we're going to sort of um, bring in the close now, really, and it, it's the way I like to end the show, the five watts. Um, COVID has forced a lot of people to change routine, and we talked at the start about uh, routine. So um, the first one, uh, what does your day look like? So, yeah, they, they're pretty structured, really. You're probably going to gather that from the conversation we've just had. Yeah. We, uh, we get up, and the kids are in it with me. So we, we get up in the morning, obviously, you know, bread, make your bed, uh, get your breakfast, get washed, dressed, the girls brush their hair, get downstairs. Uh, we then go through the structure of the day, which is, so first of all, schoolwork for them. They do their schoolwork. Then they do yeah. their online hub is when I do my CB, CBD hub. Then I do a little bit of training. We get them in the gym, do a little bit of fizz. Um, nice. fizz session we go out for our little walk we come back we play some team games and then we'll either watch a film or we'll do something fun because we want to have some fun as well but they have the weekends off but very 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 structured for them I've got my own little sort of goals when I first wake up as in look make sure I put my posts on LinkedIn uh, Twitter Facebook Instagram for the three platforms that I've got because veterans yeah. towards me and also forces fitness um, so I try and pump that up just so we see prevalent really and keeping people ticking over and trying to engage with everyone but yeah, try and keep structure. Structure is hugely key for me. Yeah, imagine it is. Uh, what workouts are you doing? In, anything in particular? Yeah, so like goals. So my goals, so short-term goal when I first kicked off was to, to sort of get my sort of uh, two, three K pace around about a sort of 350, uh, nice. 350, 350 uh, a K. So I've done that now. I'm up to my three and a half K, but the end goal is to run my 5K sub 20 again. 
um, but also pushing the heavy weights. I don't want to lose my my strength. So yeah. I, I'm lucky I got a home gym. Thankfully, I invested in that. So there's some 50 kilo dumbbells. So I'll, 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 you know, I'm getting I'm getting up to them. I'm pressing them once or twice. I want to get a good set of 10 on the 50 kilos and a good set of 10 on the the 40 kilos overhead shoulder. Nice. So, so keeping my strength, but keeping my running fizz up as well, Reed. I want to be a bit of an all-rounder. I'm not going to be a racing snake running sort of like... Well, I mean, sub-20 is a flying time. I mean, that's a good time, definitely. Um, you'd finish sort of park when you'd be definitely within the sort of top 40, 30, I'd have thought, with well, that sort of time. Um, I mean, sort of, I see some crazy park run times. Like, there's a guy, ex-soldier guy around here, he runs, like, park running, like, 15 and a half minutes. I'm crazy. like, Jesus Christ, no. 15 and a half minutes? <laughs> <laughs> just, just absolutely flying. That's it's it's a crazy one. Um, what have you started? Have you started anything new? Yoga, Pilates, anything? Well, I started my. So I done my. You know, you you you. Do you remember the old? I started then about four times. You <laughs> C T T L S. So do you know the certificate in adult education? Right. So I've started that. I've literally coming up. It's almost to the end of it now, though, because again, I've sort of just bashed it out if that makes sense nice. so got a bit more time in the evenings yeah yeah rather than watch something else I'll, I'll, I'll pump it up so i come into the end of that so the idea and thought process was things don't pick up so quickly hopefully it will i'm very positive but there's a bit of a plan that mm. if need be i'll pick up some uh, sort of lecturing slots in um, colleges or unis or whatever they might may need me somewhere um nice. because i've been asked to do that uh, before um but i just have been too busy if that makes sense with what Fair i'm doing plan. but it's just nice to but if, if not then it's a bit of CPD and it's another thing for the CV if ever I need it. Fair play, that's great. Um, what have you stopped? Uh, what have you stopped? Watching the news, really. Yeah. <laughs> watching the news. It's a bit depressing. So I stopped watching yeah. the news. Yeah, I know that might sound mad. It's just there's never anything from my side. It just seems to be the most depressing thing in the world. Um, you know, the outlook is always bleak. You know, it just it doesn't seem... It might be, it might be the way the situation is, but you know what? For my own... Head, I just don't bother watching the news anymore. The the news is an absolute is the pits. I don't consume any news from any organisation. Um, if I need to find out what's going on in regards to COVID nineteen, I'll go on to like the number ten official mm. page, yeah. and that's where I get it from. Because the problem is, is all these corporations have all got a dog in the fight, and depending on what side they're on, it depends yeah. on what side the dog wants to fight from, and yeah. and I Agreed. just. There's been sort of, I've seen a real ugly side from people. Um, and I'll use Boris as an example. Again, what you think of the man, what you don't think of the man, if you voted Tory, if you didn't. If you are wishing that someone dies because they think in a different way than you, then that is a very, very dark and dangerous road to be in. Um, and We've been down that road before um, and it's never ended well for any side. So again, I'm the same, I don't. I'm the same as you. I think that's a great thing to stop stop consuming media. And uh, Karen from Facebook, will you jack it in? Because we're sick of seeing your posts. Um, you big expert. Uh, last one, Sean. Uh, what's the first thing you're going to do after lockdown's lifted? I think, do you know what? I'm going to take the kids up Bracken Beacons. I think I'm going to take nice. a nice walk up there. So it's, a, it's a great, you know, Penavan's a great one. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a, you know, bit of an iconic hill in yeah, sunny South Wales. And for anyone that served in the in the military, everyone knows the Bracken Beacons. But fingers crossed the weather's still good, which hopefully it should be. It's not going to drag on too long. And I can take the family up there and go for a nice walk up. Yeah, do you, do you instill an enforced march? Sort of kit, 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 <laughs> wear the kit in the car back. <laughs> <laughs> Beast him up there, though. Yeah. Double time. Double yeah. time. <laughs> Threatening threatening the jack wagon if they fall too far behind. 
can see, I can see it now, man. It must be that. Uh, look, Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, where can people find you on social media, etc.? Yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to link in with me on LinkedIn, I mean, if there's business professionals out there, definitely yeah. do. So it's just, it's Sean, S-E-A-N, and then Molino, M-O-L-I-N-O. Um, the business page is, is Forces Fitness, www.forcesfitness.co.uk. Um, so anything health, well-being, fitness, motivation, feel free to get in touch. And then obviously, lastly, Veterans Awards, which is the great one for me is, you know, if you do know a veteran that's doing some good stuff, yeah. you know, try and put them forward. It doesn't have to come from them. Yeah. Um, but if your business is doing some good stuff, it obviously warrants you potentially maybe putting your business forward. We had 70% of applications from Scotland come from third parties. Other people nice. put in other people, which is, for me, that was amazing. That was a massive positive. That 70% yeah. of people have gone out their way to put other military veterans forward that are doing you know good things in their community, business, um, or the sort of charity in the fitness sector. So, you know, www.veteransawards.co.uk for that one, guys. It's been a pleasure, John. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, sure. No, fantastic. You've got a great um, positive outlook on, on life and you approach it in a way pretty much all motivated veterans do. Um, it, it's attack and, and lead, lead by the front and Ron Silman do exactly what it says on the tin and all that really good uh, old militaristic language that we all love to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's been Sean from Forces Fitness. Uh, make sure you check him out. If you're down that way, who knows, you could end up on a course, could end up on, uh, it, sorry, <coughs> my tongue has come out of my mouth. Uh, you could end up on the hills with him, uh, having a great adventure. Uh, that's the end of the Eagle podcast. The COVID-19 Eagle podcast special is going to keep on coming. It's important to stay motivated and it's important to stay switched on. Until the next one, see you there. Cheers, Sean. Cheers, John. Take it easy. Cheers.